0: Welcome to the Awakening Podcast, where we have truth tellers and not whistleblowers, where we have facts and not conspiracy theories. The, the podcast with solutions. You can find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. Today, my guest, an American who has lived in Tokyo, London, and currently in Singapore. Please welcome Steve Ferrero.
1: Did I say it right? Fierro. 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 He did good for. Uh... <laughs> Um, a European. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, pleasure to be on. Pleasure to be chatting. And uh, a lot always to talk about in this crazy world. So uh, exactly. um, I'm happy so, to be here.
0: So I, I see. First, I just, because you worked in, in Wall Street as a derivatives. So what exactly broker. is that? Yeah, broker. What What exactly is that?
1: Uh, derivatives. Well, first of all, derivative is, is, um, something that's not cash. So it's like a derivative of, and I do currency options. So I, I'm, I'm brokering options. Okay. Puts calls on currencies. Okay. You know, Polish Lottie, it doesn't trade a lot because that's sort of still an emerging currency. And I'm a broker, so I'm a middleman like any broker, real estate broker. I bring buyers and sellers together and um, it's a 24-hour business. It goes from, um, starts in New Zealand, goes to Sydney, goes to Tokyo, goes to Singapore, uh, then London, then New York, and then it repeats. When New York finishes, New Zealand's picking up. And so the clock is, excuse me, the clock's 24 hours. So as a broker, I bring buyers and sellers together. That means I bring Citibank and Barclays Bank together. One's a buyer, one's a seller, and they meet. You know, a bank will come in and say, um, I, I would like this option can you get me a price on whatever a hundred million dollars and then I will go get a price. And then once it's executed, it'd be the same as, as um, if I was a stockbroker for big banks, they would say, get me IBM, get me, you know, a hundred thousand shares and what's the price. And then you show them a spread, a bid and an offer, and they can either sell the bid or pay the, pay the offer. And, um, so but I used to cover banks. Now I'm covering hedge funds. So it's uh, more reserved, a lot more intellectual and not as intense. And um, I like it a lot because I don't have to go out and entertain. I don't drink anymore. Well, i occasional, but I really don't drink. I really don't eat like a normal person because I'm fasting all the time. So um, it, it, it's, it's like what I do. It's a, I, I eat what I kill. I, you know, I, it's, I'm on all commission. So it's a different phase of my life at this stage.
0: Okay, cool. So I know you're really awake because, you know, we've had some decent conversations. You might just tell us yeah. about your journey when you did wake up to what's going on. Okay.
1: Well, uh, so when I woke up, I was, it was 2012 and I had sort of transitioned my job where I had more time. And I saw a video on World Trade Center Seven, W, you know, WTC Seven, and I didn't even know about this. So I was like, I was like, uh, and I know people who worked in that building. I mean, I, have, I had many friends die in the towers, right? Because my business had an office. Cantor Fitzgerald was at the top of one of the towers, right? So I had a lot of friends who were murdered that day by the um, by the powers that shouldn't be. So when I saw this video, it was um, it was like architects against you know architects who were standing out to say world trade center 7 uh couldn't have uh, you know it didn't come down on its own and uh and this that and the other so first of all i didn't even know about it so the, the most people don't even know about this building and i when i saw it i was like what the hell and then it was just like i just started clicking and then it didn't stop and then i got to i got i really just i started going I just consumed it and I was studying this, you know, night and day. I got into obviously the elite. It got into the history of the world. It got into Satanism. It got into, you know, satanic ritual abuse and pedophilia. And I, I've said this before. I just, every layer I was like, Oh no, this can't be true. Please say it's not true. And then, um, and then to my astonishment and depression, it would only get worse with every layer that I pulled off. And I, I actually got a little withdrawn from this because I, it was like I had all this like crazy knowledge or new information that I, I assumed was true, but I couldn't share with anyone. So um, it put me into a place of a, a slight apathy for this world or cynicism, you could say. And then you realize every, literally everything you learn there isn't a single solitary thing that we've been taught that's true, yeah, right. Exactly. Because the Satanists, the they they work on inversion, right? Just like the cross is upside down, everything is upside down and inverted. So you know, if you like, well. Hey, Steve, well, you, you know, you seem a little quiet these days. Well, you know, I discovered that the world is uh, controlled by uh, baby eating satanists or, you know, you don't have to go that far. But, you know, I, I found out that the police, you can't go to the police because they're in on it. You can't go to the judges because they're in on it. You know, if you complain, you're going to be probably killed. Uh, there's no justice. Uh, the, the IRS is illegal. Uh, they control the banks. They control the federal reserves, which are not federal. Uh, they're stealing money left and and, and right. Um, the the theft is beyond comprehension the, the the theft from the general public is literally monumental and that's what they do they shake us down they they are literally shaking the the global public down for every penny and every dime and we are basically surety for them and our energy and jobs are you know Basically, everything we earn is going into their pocket. They own every everything that's being bought and sold. They control the mines with mK ultra. so I mean, when I figured it out, I was like, "Wow, uh now what?" And for a while, I went quiet and then I met you guys. <laughs> and you realized there was more people in the same boat yeah. <laughs> so yeah i've been I've been on like a quiet um what do you call it journey of unindoctrinating people when I get a I get that one person and then I send them my phone's loaded right mm. there's nothing I can say that I can't immediately show them something to verify it so I'm they all they look at my phone and they go oh shit really I didn't whoa you know like I'll just little things like you know the, the house at temple the um the, the you know the, the the stars that were turned upside down uh things about Albert Pike things um you know the world trade center seven building coming down in six seconds the fact that the bbc um, reported the, you know, the BBC reported the uh, World Trade Center Seven building, the Solomon Brothers building, coming down on September 11th at 5:30 p.m. The same day, the two towers were um, were demolished. Um, it the BBC shows the building coming down. She's reported that the Solomon Brothers building has come down. It's on the news live, and the building's still behind her. So she's reading a script, right? Yeah, I actually and saw she just that. read it yeah. she read it too soon so yeah. it 's another demonstration of how where the the public is deceived and lied to on such a monumental level that you know they they couldn 't really fathom it they don 't have the time to understand it and they don 't really it takes so much time to understand this is is one of the dilemmas right
0: with, with that one because that 's something that I find it hard to fathom because you know, they basically, as you said, they have murdered their own people. Uh, They they found the explosives in the steel. There's no way that a plane could actually cause the collapse of that. But then you had the third building that collapsed without a plane in it. You know, like if that doesn't tell you something. And the other thing was they found two passports from the Muslim terrorists that didn't get destroyed in the plane. And people actually believe that. And then they invade countries and they're all, people are, know the world there's such hatred towards muslims because of that orchestrated it's unbelievable
1: yeah there was a new boogeyman they the september 11th created the new invisible boogeyman called terrorism um because the cold war was over so communism wasn't wasn't able to be used and they know that i mean there's their think t- the think tank uh project for a new american century which you can read okay came out in um it came out in September 2000 or August 2000 a year before September 11th it outlines they always have to tell us what they're going to do because they they don't want the karma these people these psychopaths actually have they're very deep into the mystery schools which is the knowledge we should all have uh, about you know the universe and and who we are and what's possible if we can tap into that sixth sense right so you know the Project for a new American century who 's on it Jeb Bush, wolfowitz uh, Cheney, uh, Powell, right? This is before September eleventh I mean this is a tiny thing in it. it says America needs a new Pearl Harbor, a cataclysmic event that spawns a new war. This is what they wrote in it so and that's a small that 's just a small thing I mean you know the, the CNN, the, the most wanted man on the planet, the, a CIA operative called Osama bin Laden, who has nothing to do with um, September 11th, I'll, I'll never forget when a, a CNN reporter was able to get an interview one-on-one with Osama bin Laden in a cave when the CIA and the FBI of the most powerful country in the world couldn't find him. But a CNN reporter gets a one-on-one interview. I mean, wake up, you know, it's sort of like... And, and that was all staged. That was some actor with a beard, you know, probably, or maybe there is a real Osama bin Laden, but he's, my point is just think that a, a CNN reporter or whoever it was got a one-on-one interview in a cave. And what does he say? We're going to bomb, this is before the term, we're going to bomb uh, America. There's going to be a big bombing, right? So they've set it up. But how does this interview, how does the FBI and the CIA not, not find them or not use this opportunity to go get them? I mean, it's just ludicrous. And like you said, they found, the, they found the passport and stuff. I mean, the buildings were built to, I mean, we're kind of talking about 9 11, which I didn't, but the buildings were built to sustain multiple um, 747 hits, right? They obviously did their engineering and a hole at the 90th floor and a hole at the 76th floor. Uh, I worked in that building. The elevator, I think there was like 60 elevators. The elevator bank was almost like a city block of rebar and cement. So think about that. Mm. The building has a thousand feet of a solid cement and rebar structure with elevators. And then the building sort of hung off it. And basically, if you look at the film that the news shows you, in 14 seconds, I think it's 14 seconds on the news, from the time the building starts to collapse to the time it turns to dust, it, is, it disappears in 14 seconds. It takes a bowling ball 10.8 seconds, nearly 11 seconds in a vacuum to fall a 1,000 feet without resistance. So a bowling ball drop from 1,000 feet without resistance takes 11 seconds to hit the ground, okay? these towers with a a core of cement rebar with a hole at the 90th floor. So you have to say, okay, the the 90 floors below that, some were damaged, but the ones at the third, fourth, fifth floor, the first floor, uh, those are undamaged, right? So in 14 seconds, how is the entire column of elevator banks going to be gone, right? It's impossible just on that. I mean, period. Well, you and I know it wasn't a terrorist attack. But
0: so. you can see even in some of the videos, you can see the explosions as it's gone down. Ah, I have pictures yes, of the people. guys
1: who put the explosives in. I have pictures of the um the there are there were a lot of empty floors. That building was not fully um that building was not fully uh, occupied. occupied. So so at any rate, you know, I do have I'll send you those pictures if you want. Yeah, no, so, definitely. And the other it, thing it was as a ritual. Well.
0: There was uh, the guy yeah. that was owned the two buildings, done some insurance thing prior to it, didn't he? The, uh, was it a day or a year? He doubled
1: up he, on the insurance and he got paid. On. He, he took out terrorist insurance like yeah. a month before, three months before. You know who the head of security was for that building? Yeah. It's called SecureCom. You know who the head was? Marvin Bush. You know when he resigned? September 10th, 2001. Okay. So it was Marvin Bush. He's, I think, the youngest of the Bush crime family. And they needed him to be in charge of security so they could pull this off. This took years to do in terms of, you know, setting up the building with thermite and radio explosives. So um, it goes on. I mean, I could you and I could talk for 10 hours about 9-11 because, uh, you know, and again, I had I had friends from my hometown die that day. Um I had, uh, I mean, people I worked with who left my company and went to work in the World Trade Center. The floor, the company, Cantor Fitzgerald, was on the, uh, I think, from 100 to 105. I think they had five floors. So they were at the top. So I take it a little bit, you know, more personally. But, of course, I can't really share all this information. So... Um, and I do think it's related. I always say in with um when someone sort of senses that, okay, I don't get this world, there's always this world, is it really that bad? There's just there's always, always, always something really horrible going on. A war, um, infighting, division. And there are people who are starting to say, uh you know, is it really, is the world really organically this bad? I mean, something doesn't seem right. It just can't be like where the news is just, you know, bombarding you all day with negativity, 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 nothing, nothing but negativity. We will, we live in a world where, you know, hate and murder sells. Right. And so some with, sometimes I get people who are, they kind of know and they want to go down the journey and and then the people who fall off, I say, well, you, you haven't even figured out nine eleven yet. How can you expect to understand anything that's going on? Because it's, I think, it's a sort of a, an essential part of 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 understanding that you know the deception is in banking, the deception is in um, is in the education system, it's in the legal system, it's in the tax system, it's in it's in everything. It's and it's all related. The government. It's not really the government. It's really the, the shadow. It's the military industrial complex, the, the deep state, the Luciferian uh, Council on Foreign Relations, Rockefeller and Rothschild elites. And, you know, this is generational Satanism. This is generational Luciferianism. These are bloodlines. These are the blue bloods that go back to, um, you know, the pharaohs of Egypt and the uh, Samaritan times. This is why they, they, they worship Samaria. You know, she was the queen of Samarayan. um This is why ISIS and all these things are, are, are important to them. Their, their belief systems go back millennia, and they're following the Book of Revelations as well. So, and then the New World Order is totally part of that, and most people don't even know that, but it's affecting literally every aspect of, of their lives without them knowing it, because this is really i guess a prison without bars to a degree because you know you you're you're okay if you make enough money to pay your rent and if you pay your 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 land tax or your real estate tax and then you keep keep your house and you know if you're a good little johnny then you know no worries this this world i guess could appear to be fantastic you know but for millions and millions of people who don't have enough food to eat and who are forced out of their homes and, uh, you know, can't make ends meet, you know, the, that is the plan. They, they want the suffering. They don't want people to progress. In fact, the U.S. is, um, you know, people don't realize all these wars, the, you know, the playbook is to infiltrate a country and cause a civil war, fund both sides, put in, you know, call it communism, but replace, and, 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 that, and in the guise of democracy that you're you know, this happened in Nicaragua, in Libya, in in Chile. And every single one of these wars has nothing to do about democracy. That's the facade. That's the guise, right? It's it's the stopping of communism to put in democracy. But that's not what's happening. What's happening is it's the it's the stopping of the progression of of the common man with a with a a um, you know, fairly elected leader that's actually helping that country, like in Nicaragua and Chile. And they say, this guy's a dictator, he's a communist, because that was the old boogeyman. We got to go in and take him out. And they go in, they take him out, they make money on both sides, because they fund the rebels, and they fund, they actually fund the country that loses, then they put in a dictator who they're, who's in their pocket, right? Then they put a central bank in, then they indebt the country, and they control everything.
0: Exactly. And uh, Confessions of an Economic Hitman by John Perkins. And like, he, he worked for them. Yeah. He basically came out and explained, and it's exactly what you've just said. So that's proof in itself. One of their own coming I mean, out telling you what's happening.
1: The part of the New World Order is they have to, they need a central bank in every country. And that's why they went into re- Iraq. It had nothing to do with, I mean, September 11th was a good reason, but you know, the first thing they did in Iraq, which people don't even realize is they established a central bank and the the central bank lent, well, the central bank printed 5 billion US dollars worth of dinars or whatever their currency is and indebted Iraq. So now you have the the central bank system that is um, as corrupt as could be in Iraq. And that's what Syria is about. Syria is not about uh, replacing a despot at all—that's the—that's again the excuse. the The American public don't realize they're paying for all the ISIS soldiers are American funded. They're, we're our tax money's paying their salaries. They're like salaried, you know, people. And it, the whole reason is to put a central bank in there so that they can execute their new world order. Then I think Venezuela is one of the last. Same thing happened in Libya. Yeah. So, you know, I'm. I mean, maybe, you know, call me crazy, but that's, that's what I'm, I I'm reading
0: a book at the moment about uh, Baghdad, um, basically a banker that was, uh, with the territorial army. And there's one point and they're saying that they, they changed the currency because they didn't want Saddam on the currency, you know? So then they're getting the people to take their money over, yeah. off under the mattress <laughs> and back into the bank. or They will lose it. You know, they have so many, st- yeah.
1: Oh, it's I mean, it's so grotesque what they're doing. They commit genocide globally. And the, the, the general public holds these people in high esteem that are committing atrocious, atrocious, egregious, heinous crimes against people destroying their homes. Making, you know, there's 4 million refugees in, in Iraq. People don't even know that. 4 million people displaced. They had to leave their home, right? And Americans just go on with their, you know, their la da life, their BMW, and their country club bullshit. And there's 4 million fucking people that lost their homes, had uncles killed, had children killed, because their condominiums were, were bombed by us, right? For no reason, because the war was illegal, right? Weapons of mass destruction was another deception, right? There never were any. They knew there never were any, just like, you know, what's going on now. And I'm not going to mention it because we want to keep this on. So, um, it's the same thing you and i know but my frustration is is how do you the 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 weight and the enormity of this uh of this information it takes people to sit all day and watch videos and and read that's the problem and who's got time to watch a 2 hour video that explains a lot of what's going on no one yes. and even if they do they're like well you know i like I like going to Giants games and I'm okay. You know, I think it's pretty okay. <laughs> are keeping up with the Kardashians. Like they're poisoning you. It's like, they're stealing trillions. I mean, it's, it's uh, on September 10th, 2001. Okay. This is one day before September 11th, September 10th, 2001. Rumsfeld makes a public speech. You can hear it. It's on CBS news. I remember that the, that. that the, Pentagon has misallocated, can't find, I don't know, 2.3 trillion dollars. Trillion. This is 2001. Trillion. Never even heard. Pretty good time to bring it out into the public and, and wash your hands of it is the day before September 11th that you know is coming, right? So you're going to come out like an honest guy. That, that's part of the inversion, right? Yeah. So guess what the number is now if you go to the website, the accounting website of the U.S. government they admit it's 9.6 trillion, okay? So that's their admittal, all right? It's way more than that. that. That's our money. That's tax money stolen on top of the taxes, on top of income tax. I mean, well, actually it's probably taken from income tax or, or wherever, but my point is the U.S. government website, you can read, it admits that an accounting was done and they cannot account for $9.65 trillion as of 2016. Okay, trillion. And people were talking about 4 billion here, 50 billion here, anyway. Yeah, no. I mean. All right, I'll let you talk about <laughs> No, not, it's, a, I don't know. it's all relevant. It's like- and, and like,
0: because um, mm. and I, I wasn't tending to go down that, but it's just when you mentioned it, because I asked about the awakening and I think it's very relevant because it's something that I find that when I say it to people, you know, their eyes glaze over when you tell them what we've just discussed. But the one thing that I did want to talk to you about, and I know, uh, you know, because you've got a rife machine as well. That was the one thing. I that, got four of like, them I'm going right here. Yeah. <laughs> so, Like we're talking about all the industries that are corrupt and especially the one now. And to be honest with you, I'm not afraid to mention what's going on now because I know it's a complete scam. I've put up all the videos on the Awakening podcast with different, even statistics with uh, Dolores Cattle showing exactly the number numbers but regarding health in general because that's the way i'm trying to do it because all right let's say there's 95 percent of people that are kind of i trust my government and what i'd like to say is let's look at the health industry as it currently is prior to this and see do you really trust them because they're in control of what's going on and i know you're very knowledgeable on that
1: yeah well it's the same control uh, that people find it hard to believe that, you know, they, how could they control it? Well, I'm going to explain it in very shorthand. The American Medical Association was established by the Rockefellers, okay? And they basically said, okay, we'll, we'll put a medical school at your university. We'll pay for all the buildings, okay? But you have to teach exactly what we tell you, okay? And that's exactly what happened. So, if you get money from, if someone supports you, are you gonna like, you're kind of, even if you kind of disagree with them, you're gonna be like, well, you gave me, you know, 10 grand for my campaign. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of just go along with it. So my point is, people don't realize that doctors are indoctrinated to service the pharmaceutical industry as a sick care business and treat symptoms only and never ever get to the cause of any disease. and that is exactly what we have. We have a sick care business. So the, the money behind the American Medical Association um, is from the Rockefellers. They control what doctors learn. It's a system. It's, it's basically an indoctrination to not heal. That's pretty much yeah. it. So, you I you mean- You're a patient for life. Yeah, and if you go against it, then uh, you will be in big trouble like Harry Hoxie And we'll get to right. I'll tell Harry Hoxie quickly, he's just one of thousands of doctors who have been destroyed by the American Medical Association for attempting to, um, you know, alert the media that, you know, you you don't have to be in fear and you don't have to die a slow, painful death through pharmaceuticals. So he had horses and he was wealthy. Long story short, his horses were had some serious melanomas. um, And one of them was eating in this area and, and it cured itself of the melanomas and he started um, a clinic using these herbs and he was curing stage four melanomas with these herbs, which is really getting down to what Reif and Otto Werberg, um, you know, discovered is that, you know, cancer feeds on acidic and feeds on sugar. And really it's it's because of a depressed immune system and a toxic and acidic situation of the body and blood and the uh, interstitial tissue. So basically, uh, he took on the AMA. The AMA shut his clinics down. He took them on. They bankrupted him over 50 years. The only thing he got out of it was that Morris Fishbein, the head of the AMA, um, a satanic piece of garbage, had to step down. But he was ruined, and his formulas are still out there, but you can't get them in, um, you know, in hospitals and stuff. So with Reif, uh, Otto Warburg won the Nobel Prize for medicine in 1931, Uh, for determining that cancer feeds on sugar, and cancer requires a low-oxygen, acidic, low-voltage environment for it to exist. This is 1931. And he reversed cancer using hydrogen peroxide, which is another story. So, like, $5 hydrogen peroxide. But it was actually 35% food-grade hydrogen peroxide, which is very similar to hydroxychloroquine, which cures malaria and a lot of other diseases for the same reasons. And this is why they're making such a mockery of it, because it actually does work. So Rife in the 30s, um, and I have four Rife machines going now, he, he determined he had his own laboratory in San Diego. He was privately funded uh, because he was such a genius. He went to Johns Hopkins, and he was also uh, he went to Johns Hopkins for biology. And he, he built the most powerful microscope almost till the day in the 1920s. It was called the Universal Microscope. And the sick thing about this is it could see 64,000 times in real time. That means he could in real time film microorganisms, viruses that the world didn't even know existed. Okay. He knew in his little laboratory, um, well, it had 10 people working for him. It had rats, it had everything. Um, It was a proper laboratory. He built this, he actually got a um, commendation from a a German uh, school, for his uh, field in optics, because he was an optical genius and he built this microscope. Long story short, he determined uh, the, the frequencies through coordinated resonance. When there's this, there's this thing where if you, a singer, have you ever seen where a singer matches, like holds a glass, like a wine glass, and, and they start singing and the glass starts to vibrate? Yeah. And then the glass shatters, because, right? So the glass wasn't moving and then they, they were singing. So what happens is the glass has a frequency and what, that, what her voice is doing, or Ella Fitzgerald just do this. What her voice is doing is, it's matching the frequency of the glass. Because when you match the frequency, it's called coordinated resonance. It will start to vibrate, okay? So, and then if you vibrate it enough, it will shatter. So what Rife did was he, because he could view cancer, he could actually breed cancer and he could take it away. He would breed cancer, put it under his microscope that he could see in real time, the living cancer, the eating, breathing, shitting cancer cells, which are in bodies. And he would, he had a frequency machine. And this is in the 1920s and 30s. I mean, think about this. And uh, these are organisms so small, they would go through a a ceramic filter, meaning they would go through the porcelain. In virology, they use porcelain filters. They, these things were so small and he could see them using reflective light. Um, so long story short is he used the frequency machine to watch the cancer cells that he was hitting with the frequencies until he got coordinated resonance and the cancer cell would explode. And then he did this for every disease. So by matching the cancer frequencies and the disease for everything, because everything has a frequency, you have a frequency, I have a frequency, glass has a frequency, everything has a frequency. Um, he determined the majority of the frequencies of disease and he used coordinated resonance to kill them. But here's the thing that he, he learned. in He would breed cancer in rats. Okay. He, and then what he determined was that cancer is a, is a virus that spawns from a bacteria that's already in the body. So it's not like you catch cancer from an airborne um, it's not like a boogeyman, right? That's how the, the industry has everyone thinking there's a, a cancer boogeyman and I'm the unlucky one and, you know, we were all there and you, got, you didn't get it and I got it and I got cancer. That's not how it works. And that's based on the, Louis Pasteur's germ theory, which even Louis Pasteur debunked before his death. He said it's not true, meaning there's germs and we get diseases from airborne germs. And it's, that's not how, how it works. So we get disease from acidity and toxicity and a depressed immune system. So, that causes the disease, not something, not a virus. So, long story short is um, he would uh, get the cancer, but he wanted to look at it under the microscope so he could see it while it was alive. And as soon as he put the cancer in an alkaline solution, the cancer would die, right? So he he didn't have time to look at it because it would be dead by the time he looked at it under the microscope. So what he, he, what he realized is cancer cells can't live in an alkaline solution, which is what Otto Warburg in the 1920s and thirties did, um, discovered. So he had to, he had to, um, create a situation where while he's looking at it under the microscope, the cancer has, you know, low oxygen, high acidity, and it's still feeding. And so, really the way to reverse cancer if you don't have a rife machine is to reverse the toxicity and acidity of the blood and body and restore immunity because all you need to reverse cancer is your immune system but you need clean blood to do that and and people that are toxic at the age of you know 50 60 70 they've taken 30 years to get that way and it doesn't you can't reverse it overnight you can't you can't dabble you know you have to go the full Monty i mean you got to know what you're doing and you got to get serious about your life. You have to take control. And ironically, you can't be anywhere near a doctor if you want to live or a hospital.
0: And I remember and because I actually... I, I've looked at a documentary on Royal Raymond Rife, and it was very hard to see it. I had to use a VPN to actually get it. It's banned in most countries. And oh, yeah. And the microscope that you're talking about, they even thought he was fake, but he was with the drones and everything proved... It was like, I think like 50 years later, they still hadn't got
1: the same kind of microscopes that he had. No. Yeah. Even the electron microscope can't view something that's alive. It has to, the electron microscope kills whatever it's looking at. Do you understand? So the electron microscope came out in like the late 60s. He was seen 64,000 times under his microscope in the late 20s. The, the most powerful microscope of that time was 1,500. And he was seen over 64,000 times. Can you fucking imagine that? And they, they destroyed him. They burned down his, you know, the, all these crazy Satanist mania, new world order maniacs that are control, you know, the governments and everything. They burned down his, his um, laboratory. They took all his papers and he got so depressed. He sort of, he started drinking.
0: Yeah, it's it's off. And like yeah. he had done a test on, I don't know, was it 14 or 13 or 15? I can't remember the number, but they all were cured. 14. Yeah, 14. No, it was 16.
1: 16. Yeah,
0: and they were all cured. And I think they, they set up a company and got the rights to
1: his, they, they knew what they were doing. Like they basically took all yeah. the rights. But to they sabotaged, team. there was one, they had an infiltrator come into the company and sabotage it. Yeah. So they, it got ruined. Um, all the equipment that went out, was sabotaged before it exactly. went out. It never worked. And it went to different countries. And um, yeah, he cured 16 patients in 1934 that had been through chemo and radiation and were left to dead. And the, the, the last two, so he in, I think it was 30, I think it was 60 days. It took three months to cure all of them. But the, what he realized with the last two is the frequencies were working so well that the killing of the cancer was causing acidity and toxicity of the body because the, the dead cancer cells weren't being flushed. So, it was feeding the cancer. So, he, he had to do less of the frequencies slower and alkalize the body more to get them. And then they came around. These were people that literally were skeletons when they, came, when they got them. They were at stage four dead yeah. and they lived, right? I'm... So people don't understand this. And, you know, you've heard me speak before where it's hard, you know, because, uh, I mean, I always say if you you have cancer and you want to live, you stop eating and you don't go to a doctor (laughs) and you got to know what to do. But it's not that difficult.
0: Yeah. I think it was on Gaia. Gaia TV is where you can actually see the the documentary. And they had recordings because they had recordings from the 50s. And he was stating even then that something like 127 uh, million was raised for cancer research, and only 50 thousand was actually done it. So, like, that's, that's I right. I mean, that's happening in all the charities. No, people don't believe that. But you're lucky if one percent of the money that's raised oh. actually goes to the
1: charity. It's all ne- never give a dime to charity. Never. Yeah. It's a scam. Yeah. And like you said, in this was in 19 the 40s, right? He said 127 million was was raised yep. for cancer research by, and they only use 50,000. I mean, all these foundations are a part of, a huge part of the control mechanism because the elites don't pay tax, right? So they hide their, they don't, they're not giving their money away. You think, you think Bill Gates is giving his money away through the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation? Gotta be kidding me. He takes That's a way one, to avoid taxes.
0: To the other pocket.
1: Well, yeah, it's, it's they avoid taxes because it's now a foundation. And they get to go in and destroy countries and take over the resources and depopulate. So they, they love it because they, they avoid taxes. They get recognition for being what looks like is a, a good guy. And it's nothing but heinous crimes against humanity. Because like, I like to try
0: to look at things from both sides. And I mean, we're all familiar with Bill Gates and what he's going on. And I see... A lot of people are waking up to what he's doing. But if you look at the the Netflix documentary, it's like just three, you will think he's the best man on the earth the way it's made. It's like, oh, he went in, he's trying to build toilets and everything. Nothing about the, the amount of people that have died from what he's done. You know, it's like, it's yeah. like brushed under the carpet.
1: It's, it's really it's really hard to watch when you know it. It's terrible. That's part of the inversion, right? Lucifer. The Luciferian system works on deception, lies, and inversion, right? Just like I said, if you go into a Satan, a Satanic church, the crosses are turned upside down, right? So everything's upside down. Everything's inverted. That's their modus operandi, right? You know, um, whatever they're saying, it's always a 180, right? You know, the, the CIA is calling a war on drugs, and they're, they're the biggest importer of, of heroin in the world right? They allow more, they allow the drugs to come in. So, I mean, that's just one example. And um, the, I mean, the 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 fact that like even the Carnegie foundation is a total, it totally supports eugenics globally and depopulation. Uh, same with the Ford foundation, right? So, but people are never going to know this. So, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's uh, <laughs> so but people. Like, people could. But how about George Herbert Walker Bush and George W? They get fucking libraries. I mean, these people are honored with plaques. It's like literally, if people knew that the what these people did to you know globally to innocent civilians and to the American public, they, they would storm the Bush house and and rip these people apart.
0: So I'm uh, like. I'm looking at everything now from how we're going to make change because like we've only touched on some of the stuff going on. I mean, I like I've been shocked because from the EU to the UN to the world health, every single industry is 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 tampered with. There's there's I don't I yes. haven't found one that's not. So we cannot attack these industries. They're too big. You know, they're they're just huge, and it's more of awakening the people. So, like, I mean, have you thought of different types of solutions? What's, especially in the money industry, you know, having the kind of banking background, because it all comes down to money at the end of the day.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, the the aspect of business, Amin, isn't, you know, the the real bad guys are on Wall Street, or the guys causing a lot of the, facilitating a lot of the stuff are really more the investment bankers which I am not. Um, I mean, in, in order for companies to do trade, I actually provide a service that helps them do international trade so that they could hedge currency risk, right? So, but then again, the the derivatives and options market is a house of cards and it, there's huge speculation. So, uh, in terms of, I, I mean, I don't know because that's my frustration is that you know, the whole thing is they are so clever and deceptive, even the way this world is set up, where people are so busy um, and don't have a minute. Uh, even that's part of the strategy, and that's part of the frustration that, that that's the way it is. I mean, if you talk to most people, they're, you know, what they're, they thrive on being busy the entire day. And you know, I used to be like that until I woke up. You know, I still like to do stuff, but I'm much better at doing nothing. But in terms of getting to the top, I mean, I, I, I'm frustrated, I will say, but I think every person that you shake up a bit, it's huge, even I think one person. So I don't think we can stop the corruption at the top of Goldman Sachs and the top of Chase Bank because these you know Chase is a Rockefeller Bank right I mean uh Bank of America is uh I forget it's the other one um so I don't know I think um I think we just have to keep going and if if we can create awareness even in one person it helps right I do get angry at times and I I think like um like David Ike says it's I'd say it is it is easier if you let it go and you almost send them love because that's what they hate the most. Yeah. Because these are the darkest, most vile, vibratory, you know, morally, uh, bankrupt. I don't even calling them human is not even fair because they're not human. Um, so, you know, so you lead your life and lead by example. I, I, I want to scream from the roof sometimes and just tell people. You could see some of my posts, or I, it's, you could see my All frustration. Yeah, I can see that, like, that. You know, it's like, like, trust me, guys, I figured it out. Like, you know, just you, you don't, you guys don't have the time and you're being deceived, and I want you to know it. And, you know, I tell people like, like if you found out your wife or your, if a woman found out her husband had an alternate life with an alternate family, like 10 blocks away for 25, 30 years, that would be nothing in terms of learning the deception that's been played upon us, right? That would be like absolutely nothing. So it's so, it's so monumental that cognitive dissonance gets in the way and the amount of information gets in the way, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's I've, to, I've, I've told people, it's like learning a language. It's, it's a huge tapestry and if I give you one pixel, you're not going to be able to see it, you know, and you need many pixels and it takes time to see the pixels. And are you willing to put the time in? Are you willing to unplug your TV and devote your time to this? Because that's what it takes. I mean, it's, there's a guy called um, Mark Passio. Who's, I mean, he's, he's absolute genius. He's intense. He calls it the great work. Because I personally do believe we're here to wake up. I think, I think we came here I think we keep coming to wake up to the tyranny, to fight it, to beat it. And the odds are against us. But, you know, at some point, you push enough and people are going to say, I've had enough. Right. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm thinking that being, s- that being said, the, the awakening. That being said, you know, BLM. Yeah, I mean, BLM, all these things are organized. People don't realize that what they're seeing is not organic. It's a fucking movie. It's scripted. And all these all these actors are the people that they hold in high esteem, that, that are deceiving them, that they trust, that aren't who they, they think they are. So how do you, you know, I, I've told people I work with, you know, you, you don't realize every person you see on TV, they are not the person you think they are. It's all a sham. You don't, the deception goes so far. and. The belief system, the dominant belief system is Luciferian, which is Lucifer is the bringer of light. He's represented by Venus in the sky. Because if you look at Venus at 3 a.m. in the morning, it's very bright. It looks like a bright star. And Lucifer is the fallen angel that encouraged Adam and Eve to eat from the tree of knowledge. And through the through knowledge, you become illuminated and you can learn to live forever. And this is why they honor Lucifer, uh, so who essentially went against, you know, God, which is a whole other story. But so ironically, Lucifer is the bringer of light. He's the light bearer. OK, so there's light, but the light is knowledge. Right. And th- they know that and they have the knowledge, but they're keeping it from us. Nice. Right. So the global public are mushrooms kept in the dark and they're laughing all the way. Right. And then they have this belief system that is two thousand percent thrives on deception, inversion, perversion, depravity, and 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 um, control and domination and 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 disinformation. So this is my frustration because I mean, Roy, you tell me how well, you know I, I, that I, doctor, yeah. uh, you know that doctor got arrested in Britain at Trafalgar Square at Hyde or Hyde Corner before he could even speak. And people don't put it together. People listen. If a doctor is arrested at the speaker's corner before he speaks, do you think there's a reason for it? Is it because he's telling not the truth? No, it's because he's telling the truth, right? So. And the same with all the social media, all the natural health,
0: everything is gone from YouTube. It's their Facebook pages are destroyed, their YouTube channels taken down and you ask yourself, why would you do that? Why would they do that?
1: You and have to ask, right? yeah. okay, why, there's a guy, okay, let's call him, uh, you know, Charlie Bicycle Wheel. All right, a no-name guy, he's got a YouTube channel, he's demonetized, videos are taken down, and now his YouTube channel is deleted. You gotta stop and think. Why are they so afraid of you hearing? right people need to wake up to that i think that's a huge thing if you think about it i always say where there's censorship there's suppression of truth absolutely and i mean i think now people are seeing it a lot more
0: and that's why like you know you're asking me what i think and i think knowledge is power on our side and like that's why i was saying like an awakening challenge that let's challenge the awakening wants to try to awaken three people and when normally all these little hashtag things you know get someone to do a push-up challenge or do this challenge let's do yeah. an awakening challenge because I, I mean I have woken up a lot of people and like even That's and, good. And I, me I, too. I'm, I'm happy like my parents you know my mom is 71 my dad 75 and they're really awake they're even sending me stuff you know and it's brilliant to see but my daughter she's awesome. 20 she's not you know and it's like and I see you know, it's it's not that easy, you know? especially when there's someone close. And I was talking to Sandy Adams. She was on my show. She was saying one of her daughters as well is totally against
1: what she's doing. I, th- I think it's um, it's not, you know, for kids, they have to fit in. My, my sister's son is the same way. He knows about it. But he what, – what this is crazy stuff, right? They can't – how are you going to fit in? You're either going to be a resistance fighter at the age of 16 or you have to acquiesce and go – to the, you know, the dark side, essentially, yeah. you know. And what, what Gareth said was, I mean, non-compliance. That's really the answer. It just came to me. But you need the knowledge to have non-compliance because there's people telling me, you know, you're, you're dangerous. I mean, you know, they put out the whole thing. You, you could kill your grandmother, you know. Like this, this is so diabolical what they do. They, you know, first of all, human beings don't realize that if a Japanese baby is born or if a Japanese baby is raised in Boston, Massachusetts, it's going to speak English and have a Boston accent, okay, right? So the, these maniacs and through the Nazis and MKUltra, I mean, they realize the human being is a biological computer, right? So programming in is behavior out and we are so influenced by what we see which no one can deny that and they control what we see, they control what we hear and you know people don't realize like they're being programmed and people don't realize they're on automatic pilot and you know they hear that you know one news clip that if you don't wear a mask you're hurting you could kill your grandmother they know that little sound bite is getting into the heads of people and there's people who are going to be angry if you're not wearing a mask because they're going to be like you could kill my grandmother right and that's how it works and they know it and they love it they're laughing they love this yeah. but you know i hate it i mean i order takers i don't know if i was a policeman and i had a family i if i figured out everything i don't know would i still keep working If I had to feed my family, the answer is probably yes. If I was making just enough to get by and I had no alternatives, this is the problem.
0: And I think that's the situation because like, that's something that we've been talking about as well we were kind of saying, like at the end of the day, if the police and the military don't comply, that's the only reason people are doing this, the fear of getting a fine or the fear of getting beaten up or pepper sprayed. And otherwise, everybody would whip them off so if you can yeah. get the police on your side but you're right like they're you know they're going to lose their job and if they're if they're living week to week or month to one which 95 percent of the population is they, they they're doing yeah. it out of need and also
1: that, that, well, that, they have a wife what if the wife isn't awake and the guy says well i'm standing up to this i'm not taking it and she's like well you're an idiot because now you don't have a fucking job you know and and how are we going to feed the kids so I have a friend so, in so
0: Argentina much. that actually, the wife called the police on her husband because he wasn't wearing a mask. You know, that's, yes. that's, what, you're, you know, that's what we're up against.
1: So, I mean, it's, I, I don't know. I've, I've been in a pretty dark place with it the last, um, I mean, I meditate and that helps me a lot. And I have tools. I have, you know, I have businesses in New York that are, I don't know. I mean, you know, we could do a whole nother show on what do you think is going to happen? Because I hear, I hear that chatter about, you know, the dollar is going to be worthless and banks are going to go under. I mean, I know they want that, but they own the banks. I'm not sure about that. You know, I'm not sure if you're, I mean, the dollar is already worthless. It has no gold backing anyway. So people don't realize that the, the, buy, the dollar's purchasing power is almost zero without the faith of our mental um, belief because it's just a fiat currency uh so i mean i'm sort of like you know my brother has a trampoline business like you know these really cool ones where you all it's just a crazy place you can have kids parties and you know new york state the the actors that be the you know shutting him down and he his business may go out of business because he hasn't it hasn't been open for and he's got a mortgage
0: and he can't pay it
1: and so they will still come things,
0: knocking for their property tax and everything. It's, it's another wealth. It's going to be worse than 208. You know, like there's a lot. Well, I of hope people.
1: that's where i do you think so? Do you think we're like, do they want the, do they want the, if, you know, if the heads of, if they own Chase Manhattan Bank, I guess they don't give a shit because they own the central banks and they own basically all the assets. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I was hoping we're avoiding the depression that's what I was hoping. So I know they want that. I know that's the end game part of it. It's vaccinations and control and, and, you know, and, but I don't know, do you think we're think we're going to get out of this or do you think No, I mean I wouldn't be
0: doing this unless I was uh, believed because okay. I mean, you even seen our circle does, there's, there's a lot now that are out there getting the message out. And even if they're blocked, you know, like the podcasting is actually a good way of getting the message out as well. But just, just talking to yeah. people and the way I see it is we can't attack a different industry. You can't attack the pharmaceutical industry. You can't attack different yeah. ones because they're, they're, they're just limitless and they're, they hide behind the, the title. But if we reach more people, maybe it's the son that says to the dad who's in, you know, one of the bad boys or the wife or this, you know, that way, you know, because they can't get to everybody. And the more that's awake, yeah. you know, one talking to the doctors like, hey, why are you taking kickbacks? You know, you know, do you go home, look in the mirror and go, hey, I'm glad I'm worth a million when you're getting kickbacks you know, and we just have to make everyone conscious of every decision and what you're buying the same with the food and everything. When you know something is bad, like I intentionally shop local. I know I I go to the local restaurant instead of a a chain, you know, you just, every decision you make helps. And Yeah.
1: I think that does help. I also think, I mean, for on a spiritual level, I think just my brother, my oldest brother says, what can I do? You know, so what am I supposed to do with this information you're giving me? And I'm like, well, you know, just the fact that you know it means you don't have to be controlled by it and you can make a conscious decision to say, okay, I see what's up and I'm not I'm not buying it. And I think just saying I'm not buying it, they lose that grip, that sort of ethereal, you know, frequency grip on us. And if, yeah, I think that's all it takes is as soon as, because it, you know, we're like little sine waves. And as soon as the sine wave says, oh, that's, you know, this whole thing is bullshit. You know, the wave goes like, a, you know, it goes up. So it's like, it, it's a standout. It just, because you are taking your sovereign power back and saying, I call bullshit, right? You're, because you know how you call bullshit? You're not in fear. That's how you call bullshit. No, exactly. And, and
0: look, I, I give you an example, actually, of uh, in in Wuch the city I'm in, we have like a tenement house. Um, and basically the tenants don't pay the rent and they're supposed to, then basically the city are supposed to find them new accommodation. They don't. So they're supposed to give you the rent. They don't. And you have to sue the city then. And you can't sue as a group. You have to sue individually. But once you sue, they were attacking me from every direction. you got technical inspectors coming in, the police coming every day going, oh, this is dirty. And each time I just stood up to them. And even to a judge, I just, I just, their head goes down and they start nodding. And I think more people need to do that because I, I'm not afraid of yeah. or a, or a judge once I know I'm right. And I mean, it doesn't mean that I don't win. A, I still lose cases, but I keep my head up. Yeah. My head. And I think the more people that can do that, that you don't have to fear a policeman or fear a judge or fear solicitors, fear a banker, you know, just know, mm. right. Because the it's a paper says, tiger.
1: We're, yeah. we're up against a paper tiger. Yes. yes. So if you stand up to it, it crumbles. Exactly.
0: Yeah. Know, you know, they all put you their head know. down
1: they put their head down none of them can look you in yeah. the eye. well the whole system is fraud the whole system is a shakedown yeah the legal system is not there to give justice it's there to literally just like the medical industry is not there to heal anything it's there to milk you and yes yeah, surgery i mean look i'm speaking in very general terms I'm, surgery and diagnosis amazing amazing fixing broken legs and you know and and stitches and all that and um but you stood up to these, and they you know that's amazing that you got a result. There's a whole nother thing about you know legal fictions and corporations and maritime law and flags and stuff that I don't know if you know about. I'm happy to share with you on another show or uh at another time, but it gets into that's part of the control system. It's very, very intense. It's very, very uh, uh, dark. And we're all treated like corporations. We're Essentially, each one of us is a corporation. Um, and we're under maritime law, which is why there's a yellow fringe around the flag um, in courtrooms, because that's not the flag of the Constitution. And, you know, but if you want to hear it another time, I'll get into it. No, but definitely. Because I've,
0: I've even, I've, I've seen some of that and I've looked at it and I know there's yeah. some other people that I follow, they're looking at that as well. Like the common law is a lot better. And yeah, that's why they have, yeah. like, you know, the, the poor. There, there's know. a way in
1: court, there's a way in court to stand up to um, the, you know, corrupt system. And and the fact that you've done it without an order, order, sort of knowing about it, it's really awesome. So... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, and that's like, that's what I want people to know is that, you know, like it ain't doom and gloom. As long as you're awake, you you, you don't, you don't fear them. And that, you know, that's yeah. the thing, you know, you don't fear. And once you don't fear, they don't have power. And like, I know it's like even David Ike said recently that, yeah, you take off a policeman's out uh, uniform. He's just an ordinary man. And, you know, you, you no longer fear it. It, 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 this uniform gives them such power.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like when you're saying that I realize, <clears throat> even though I said it, and it is, it is, I, I, I have visions of literally storming the Rothschild's premises and taking them out of their, you know, gold plated beds and, um, or solid gold beds for all that matters. Um, you know, uh, but then again, you know, that's being triggered and that's what they want because that's part of divide and conquer, right? They want you triggered. They want the public divided, right? The Republican and Democrat party, people don't even know that they're both controlled by the council on foreign relations. And that's just another divide and conquer mechanism. So if you, they give you the choice of vanilla or chocolate, they put two boxes and people take the bait like, Oh, I'm a Democrat. Oh, I'm a Republican. And then I'm going to defend that. And now you're totally divided. Right. And it's by design. It's part of, you know, it's part of everything else, but, I, it just dawned on me, not being triggered is really a good defense. And it doesn't mean you don't get angry and don't stand up for yourself. It just means, you know, you're, you're not shut down by what they're getting away with. You're sort of like, we're going to win. Yeah. We got this.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And like, the thing is, people don't see what's going on in the world, but there is a lot, a lot of great people that are up against this. So it's not, it's not a couple, there's millions. I yeah. mean, if you look at Berlin, the amount of people that were marching, there is a lot of people. And if you see like the doctor that was arrested, you know he's saying that they've got like a thousand doctors and they've all put their name. In reality, there's a lot of people out there. Most of them are afraid because they might lose it. But as soon as 1,000 stand up, it encourages the next thousand. Oh and yeah. Them, and
1: them, let's and uh, that's give the, the date, right?
0: The date is October 10th, 2020 exactly 10 o'clock so he said 10 10 20, 20. it was nice like good marketing i like i like the way they actually promoted it like
1: yeah and what's his name again because this is this guy is incredible because let's not forget you know uh germany germany's got their they got their spidey senses up i mean they you know they're they're like we're not gonna let this happen again you know Exactly. so
0: i've put uh, the interview because uh um my last uh, podcast with chris he was there and I put the link on that so episode nineteen, you okay. can find it and same with the listeners you'll be able to find the okay. video on it. Yeah.
1: He's amazing that guy. I mean,
0: what's his name? Dr. Is it Hoif, or something? H-O. H oh, O Yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Um Yeah, I mean, basically I I what I find is okay. When I woke up, I went into like a hole. Because and it, it wasn't good. Because yeah. I sort of was like I just I I just couldn't stop. I literally I I 24/7 this is all I could study. And it didn't like I said it didn't get better. It got worse. It, it actually never got better. It only got progressively incredibly darker and more disturbing. Um and basically that's not good to go there. Yeah. And like you know this whole thing like okay we're going to win or not even that, we're just, we have this and, um, you know, this is the way the world's been for thousands of years. So really nothing's different. And, um, and I think at this point in time, like you said, more and more people are waking up, children are waking up, parents are waking up. And how many people does he expect in Berlin in, uh, in on October 10th? Like he said, maybe two or 3 million. Yeah or even more i heard some figures over six it's hard to tell because i mean yeah so i mean that's awesome
0: yeah not as fantastically and just i mean mean, my
1: point is i still have a tendency to want to curl into a ball and suck my (laughs) thumb and you know like (laughs) like basically say these guys are above the law these guys own the law they own the police i mean like how how i hate to even put the words out there but what we're up against a completely unfair rigged game. No, oh, exactly. So, but what I tell, and I think it's good for everybody
0: is because what happens is when you, when you do say wake up, different levels of being awoke, but you get into different groups and everything and all people are doing, their are sharing, which is great because you learn more and more, yeah. but you need to step out of that. You need to just have a certain amount of time and then watch the comedies, you need to make sure you're not going, because it can get you. And I make sure that, but you, you step back when you feel yourself, yeah. that it's actually depressing you and you're going, shit, this is so bad. You don't You step back. Re- like yeah. I'm reading a comedy book. I'm re- reading Tommy Cooper at the moment. And I will go in now and I'll watch a, a, you know, a comedy film, you know, and that, that way. That's they, good advice, man. I yeah. got to
1: remember that. Yeah. I'll watch and, and, my uh, American Caddyshack and stir crazy. Those are really, those are American funnies, you know? Yeah. So, because everything else I, I can't watch. Father I mean, Roy, I, it, what is it? What is it? Father Ted. It's a kind of Father Ted. Of the okay. Catholic church, like, but it's very good. Okay. Like, Irish well, Monty Python is also one of my favorites in South Park. So, But because I, I can't watch anything else because, you know, you see the symbolism within, I always tell it, like, within, I say, give me 40 seconds of any television show, any cartoon, And or give me a minute. Within that minute, I will show you satanic symbolism and elite. I don't like the word Illuminati, but you know, I will show you that symbolism in in the. And then there's the subliminal stuff that you know, the sexual subliminal stuff. So my point is, even Netflix, these movies, these really dark bunches. I I really, I mean, my TV has been unplugged for a long time, so I find it hard to watch it. Where. I, I see the agendas being, you know, trying to be programmed into people's heads. Like even the, you know, the, the, um, the gender confusion in kids, almost every television show immediately has a kid who's gender confused, um, and stuff. So I admire people who are awake, who actually can watch that and watch that and get information. I find, I find I can't watch it. It pisses me off or it, it does something. It's like, when I see it, it's like, I don't want it. I don't. I'm trying to say, like, well, you're not going to get me. You don't have my mind. So I don't watch it. That's my way. But, I mean, do you still watch that stuff? Do you still let your kids watch Disney movies? And Not really. I mean, I, I'm conscious of the stuff, you know, like uh,
0: maybe Mr. Bean, and I'm even watching it at times to make sure there's not hidden stuff. It's hard. It's hard to know what's right and, and what's not. But the reality yeah. is I think that, uh, like, uh, I remember one of my cousins, he stopped, he didn't want his children to have any sweets. And that child, no, as a teenager, as an adult, is kind of gores on sweets, whereas the child that they didn't restrict um, is not, and I think it could be the same with a child. If you say, no, care, I care, think, care. Yeah. they go to their friend's house and then
1: they'll crave it because, so I kind of... Yeah, you know, I agree. Because
0: you know, when them. I was growing up,
1: I was the youngest of five kids, so... um my parents, because I'm the youngest of five, obviously by the time I was, gay, oh, they were tired, right? So I really had complete freedom and I didn't really have any rules. And I was, you know, maybe it's just me, but I mean, I, I was pretty, you know, I came home on time. I didn't do anything really bad, but all my friends who had curfews and don't do this and don't do that, they did that, you know? Exactly. So, exactly. you know, so it's almost like if you want, just say you can i want you to watch cartoons 24 hours a day
0: <laughs> it's like
1: <laughs> exactly yeah then, and then they won't do it you know yeah yeah
0: so that, that's that, that's like, that, that's what i would say it's just you know just yeah. a little bit because even just for the comedy or whatever just to lift the spirits and yeah. it, it all helps yeah because a lot of people yeah. i can see they they get down like but listen steve we'd have to get you back and especially on the the court one and the,
1: you know the okay the word that starts with a letter um as well
0: <laughs> yeah
1: uh, and maxine i call them maxines with a with an m maxines um <laughs> So, yeah, that would be great. I, I love talking to you. This was fantastic. And um, thanks. It was an honor to be on, for real. And uh, it's helping me re-spark. And um, <laughs> it's like, you just get a little uh, little lazy, I guess. A little overwhelmed sometimes. Oh, so, exactly. thank you. Yeah. yeah no, no. And
0: uh, do, do your podcast, do you want people to go to your podcast? Or do you want to send me a link on where they'll...
1: Sure. I mean, my podcast, I'm probably going to change name a name because I'm little doing a little rebranding or thinking about it. But the, my podcast right now is From Wall Street to Awakening. And it's on Spotify and Apple. Um, I, don't, I have a YouTube channel that is older. It's called Health Awareness Vibration. Wait, it's called Health Awareness Vitality Abundance. And I'm rebranding that. So I'm in the middle of doing a bunch of stuff. Um, and that's it. I have an Instagram account called from wall street to awakening as well and that's that's about it okay so you can send me the links i put them on the podcast description yeah people will be able to connect you
0: because yeah (laughs) i'm sure they'll get a a lot of benefit from from yeah um, man yeah so yeah so thank, thank you for being on the show steve
1: okay thank you
0: so that's all for the Awakening Podcast. You'll find all our episodes on awakeningpodcast.org. We're on BitChute, we're on YouTube. Be sure to give us a thumbs up, subscribe, share with your friends. Until next week, take care.